In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. It is good to be with you all this morning. I had just finished serving three years at St. Philip's Church in Falls Church. I remember being here at St. John the Beloved as a seminarian in the summer of 2010 with Father Scalia. It is very good to be back. Uh, I will be moving on here in a few weeks to join the Navy as a chaplain stationed in Japan, so my time here is pretty short, just about a month, but uh, parishioners at St. Philip's would say to me, well, Father, are you, are you scared? Are you scared about going off to begin this different life, this dangerous environment on the opposite side of the world? And I most often would say to them, no, no. no I think I, I, maybe I'm too young to be scared, and Maybe that's why they send the young ones overseas, but I'm not sure. One thing I do know, however, is that is scary is um, not knowing who you are, where you are. That's kind of scary. And that happened to me uh, when I was not much older than our altar servers. It was in high school. I was running cross-country for Bishop O'Connell one fall. And we had a race in the Leesburg area. It was fairly hot and humid like the summer days are about to become. Didn't have a lot of water that, that afternoon, but I ran my heart out. I finished the race, at least I think I did. Uh, I found myself leaning against a fence. My, my father was standing right next to me, congratulating me on what I couldn't really discern. I was still figuring out that I was leaning against a fence, and so I started to ask, where am I? And I even went so far as to ask, who am I? As soon as I started to ask who I was, a look of concern crossed my father's face. Who am I, Luke? You're, you're my son, and you are also going to go get some water, so come with me, please. It is a very alarming thing. It's a kind of a scary thing, not knowing who you are. So perhaps St. Peter is a little alarmed himself as his Lord says to him and the apostles, Simon, who do you say that I am? Simon, who am I? Lord, did you, did you hit your head? Are you confused? Do you need some water? I mean, my goodness, Lord, I don't, you tell me who you are. I mean, similarly, like St. Paul, he's knocked off his horse. He hears a voice, Saul, Saul, why are you persecuting me? So soon to be Paul, he responds with a similar question, who are you? But now Jesus turns the question around, and he asks them to give the response. And with the help of the Holy Spirit, Peter does respond. You are the Christ the Son of the living God. This interaction between Jesus and Peter, it happens at Caesarea Philippi, which is far off in the north of the Holy Land, known as Banias to the pagans. It's a rocky place where well, horrific sacrifices were offered to pagan gods. Different religions did all their own things. So in the midst of this pluralistic and mixed up combination of cultures and everything going on under the sun, Pete, or Jesus turns to his followers and says, who am I? Who do you say that I am? It is very amazing how relevant and it's just so important how relevant this question is for us today, being in the fortnight for freedom as well. 
In the midst of all the different practices and beliefs being up, upheld in this area of Caesarea Philippi, some of which clearly violated the beliefs and practices of the chosen people, in the midst of all this strange behavior and sad way of living and, and basic refusal to listen to the Almighty, in the midst of all this, Jesus, the Lord of the universe, who could have done anything he wanted to fix all of this, just with a thought, Jesus asks one question. Who do you say that I am? Who am I? I don't think our Lord was mixed up at all. Simon Peter says, you are the Christ, the Messiah, the Son of the living God. With the help of the Holy Spirit, Peter has done something really powerful here. In the midst of a mixed-up world, our first Holy Father has made the very first important step. He's made in one sentence an act of praise and adoration. You are the Christ. You are the Lord, praising God for who he is. Adoration, the prayer of the angels. And with this powerful statement, Jesus in return responds, my father alone can reveal this to you. And so I say to you, you are Peter, you are rock, and on this rock, I will build my church. The very church we are in right now. The very church which was praying so powerfully for Peter in the first reading. The very church which has survived and flourished for 2,000 years, basically proving God's existence. The very church which has shaped the events of world history, this church was instituted by the Lord. Once St. Peter made his profession of faith, his proclamation of adoration. Once St. Peter proclaimed who Jesus was, Jesus in turn then showed Peter the fullness of who Peter was, more than he could possibly imagine. Saul would also quickly learn the same amazing truth, the importance of proclaiming who Jesus was. Jesus is Lord. And so Saul becomes Paul. The great solemnity of Saints Peter and Paul, these two princes of the church, is a feast that not only celebrates what they did in the early church, it's also a great celebration and important reminder of how much we have and how much we can accomplish in the present-day church, provided we follow the example of our first Holy Father. An imperfect, impetuous, and brazen man who allowed himself to be guided by the Holy Spirit and make a proclamation of adoration and praise. You are the Christ. In the midst of all the challenges going on in our own lives, in our own families, in our own work environments, brothers and sisters, may we also allow the Holy Spirit to guide us in making our first move for anything we do a proclamation of adoration. Lord, in the midst of all my troubles, you are God. Jesus, with all my fears and failures, 
You are the Christ. Lord, as I try to figure out what to do with my family, you are the Lord. Jesus, as I try to figure out what to do at work, you are God. Lord God, with all my doubts and mistakes, you are the Lord. And then, brothers and sisters, may we listen to him who reminds us of how much we have received from our baptism into this church, how much power we have as members of this church, how much we can do in the reality of our own weakness and imperfection, how much we can do when we begin with a proclamation of adoration. We fight for freedom, Lord. We seek to spread the kingdom and make saints of God. But before we do any of that, we begin with the most important first step. We proclaim who you are. Let us reaffirm who he is and who we are as we say our amen to him when we receive him in Holy Communion. You are the Lord. We are your children. How powerful a thing it is how much we can accomplish when we adore the Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen.